0: to start winning. Tackle, watch out. Burst of speed.
2: Look at this
0: freshman. Welcome to the home of Professional football. Canton, Ohio.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May, and you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. And I'm joined by my co host, Stephon LeCoe, and our good buddy, Matt Wispay. Uh, they do the college football show here on Road of His Radio and uh, have a good time uh, talking about all things college football. On this show, we talk about everything college football and NFL. If it's, if it's your first time joining in, uh, we talk about the journey of all the best football players from start to finish, uh, from when they're just a football recruit, through college football, NFL draft process, their entire NFL career, all the way to the discussion as to who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we always talk some fantasy football since, you know, this is on roto Radio. But we always make sure to dive into some real college football and NFL analysis, too. And uh, sorry I missed uh, my normal rhythm of, of releasing an episode last week. Actually, I uh, just had the pleasure of uh, having shoulder surgery. I had a uh, torn labrum uh, because I'm an old man that thinks he can still play flag football and uh, play it, uh, you know, I, I say high speeds, but you know, semi high speeds. But anyway, enough to injure myself, but I'm, I'm back at it. Glad to be with Stefan and Matt. But uh we're going to be talking about the 2022 NFL draft taking a look ahead and doing our official 2022 rookie mock draft 1.0 24 names two rounds of 12 picks uh with me, Stefan and Matt making the picks but before we dive in welcome back to the show guys it's been a while since we've had one uh, where all three of us are on here
3: yeah it's been a minute Matt's been too uh too busy for us I think he's uh he's living that <laughs> living that high life busy uh Running around the world, doing all the fun things. Thanks is he for coming though? back, Matt. Is he though? I'm not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think what they're trying
2: to hint at is I go to bed at like seven fifteen because I have a six month old. You went, to, went, bed fairness, went before to bed at then. seven fifteen. I went to bed at Hey, hey, hey. It was like seven sixteen before the kid. Now he's pushed me one minute earlier. Now okay. I'm, I'm never awake at this time. So if I seem a little tired and not as long winded as normal, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> yes, we we just got to have some really odd times. Uh, well, I say odd, normal for uh, other humans to record podcasts, but uh, n- not not uh, Matt Westbay. So, but glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, talk some college football prospects uh, just today that are really rising up the NFL draft boards. Uh, just take a look at at the future. We always talk about the future on this, on this podcast, but really, when it comes down to making selections in your fantasy football leagues, uh, you know, putting some names to some pick slots here in the future for for dynasty leagues and and really just looking ahead, especially if you're you're even in redraft league fantasy football, if your team's already you know struggling, uh, zero and three, one one and one and three, you know, here soon. Just uh, take a, a look ahead for fantasy football and real draft purposes going to draft 24 rookies and uh, for this exercise we're going to assume that the league that we're drafting for for fantasy fantasy football is a two quarterback or super flex uh, format Uh, so you can start more than one quarterback so you might hear a few quarterbacks selected earlier than in your one quarterback leagues a little bit more of an emphasis there I'm not going to make it tight to premium because uh, uh, frankly there's not a bunch of there's not a Kyle Pitts next year that we're going to really spend a whole lot of time talking about tonight on the show anyway. But uh, let's just jump right in and uh, I, I think I gave myself the first pick because I, I am coming off of surgery and I, I need all the the help I can get in this draft uh, drafting alongside two. Uh, draft geniuses here with Matt West Bay and Stefan Lecoe as well. But, uh, That's right. Just, just going to kick it right off and jump in with the first overall pick in the 2022 Rookie Mock Draft 1.0 of the College to Canton podcast. And I'm going to select a guy who didn't exactly light up the stat sheet this past weekend against Alabama, but he's been absolutely killing it against just about everybody else this season. And that is Matt Corral of Ole Miss, the quarterback there. He's been uh, just basically answering any remaining question that we had about his skill set this year. Last year, uh, Matt Corral was on pace to be one of the many first-round quarterbacks selected in the 2021 NFL Draft, but then, of course, he had a couple just fall-apart games where he threw way too many interceptions, and uh, that, that really killed his draft stock, especially when you compared his resume to some of the crazy efficient passers from this uh, rookie NFL class but he's been absolutely killing it this year already up to 10 passing touchdowns and zero interceptions uh, accounting for over 15 percent of the rushing yards for Ole Miss as well Uh, he already had a a passing resume that was incredible even with those two bad games last year almost had a 90th percentile passing efficiency mark last year and uh, was an, an incredible dual threat uh, doing great things again. And even in a loss, went went 20 of 29 for 213 and, and a touchdown against Alabama. So uh, Matt Corral, as my quarterback one, that's maybe just a few weeks ago would have been fairly, uh, uh, you know, the hot takey. But at this point, it's not right.
3: I mean, Absolutely. I wasn't I wasn't sure where you'd go. But when I saw it, I mean, it makes sense. He's the type of quarterback that that I know you like where, where he has that mobility. Um, and he has a really high ceiling, which I mean, that's what you're going to want right now especially when some of these other quarterbacks we're looking at haven't really been as amazing as we hoped Ben Spence uh, bench Spencer Rattler
2: um <laughs>
1: Benchman yeah yeah that's perfect I can't
2: talk it's late um no he's uh I think the first person I saw him call him the QB one was uh I just have to give credit to him Adam Lewis on Twitter uh he's been saying it literally all summer uh, Matt looks like looks very legit. He's the one guy that came into the season with any type of real expectations and honestly appears to be exceeding him with the exception of a couple other lower-tier players. But, yeah, I mean, I would say he he was not one of the guys that was on the early mock draft list of being the number 101 or the NFL 101 next year. But, I, I mean, I think there's a real case that he's going to get the, the Burrow-type buzz. So.
1: Yeah, and, and he really had a way way better resume than Joe Burrow did uh, in his second to last year. You know, like Joe Burrow had a a short and bad resume, frankly, uh, until his final crazy season. Corral already had an incredible resume outside of just basically two games. So. Getting him here feels like uh, the the right value at this point. Maybe things change. Maybe he falls apart in a couple weeks, and we're having another conversation about what, which which version is the real Matt Corral. But for now, he's the pick. Gonna give the second slot to you, Matt Wispay. So what what's going to be your pick at pick two in the twenty twenty two rookie mock draft?
2: So I'm gonna shock a lot of people. If you know me, I'm picking Garrett Wilson. Shut up, um,
1: <laughs> Garrett Wilson. He's a
2: super hyped. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. I've said a lot of things about the 2022 class all offseason. I don't think that it's the super. there's a ton of super high upside within this draft. However, I do think that there's a lot of really good wide receivers. And for me, the top wide receiver on that board, based on pedigree, based on usage within a, an offense that is loaded at the position and still earning pretty decent usage rates, I'm going to take a guy that is seen as the most talented wide receiver of the bunch. And for me, that's Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to be a top 15 pick in next year's draft. And I think he will be really in consideration for the first non QB in Superflex rookie drafts. And in one QB drafts, I think you can make a strong case for him as the number one overall pick.
1: That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. But I think a lot of people are right there with you dating back to what high school, he was, he was a five-star guy and has, has really, Dominated uh, since he has gotten here. Uh, even coming into this year, he had a top three overall uh, returning uh, production profile among all true juniors, like right next to like Traylon Burks and a couple other guys. So, yeah, yeah, love that man, Stefan, You on board with that pick two, or is that a little bit a little bit earlier than you would have taken him?
3: I mean, it's earlier than I would have taken I mean. him, <laughs> but I get it. Like, I think it's a it's a safe pick. Garrett Wilson should be um should be really really good in the nfl he's been good like you said every step of the way uh he's not my wide receiver one anymore um but uh but i can understand why why matt likes him especially as a buckeye uh so yeah i see it
1: oh, absolutely well, hey stefan your pick is up at uh, three here matt corral quarterback old miss garrett wilson wide receiver ohio state who are you going to take with your first selection
3: yeah, so this is something that I definitely wouldn't have been doing um over the summer. This is someone that I kind of poo-pooed quite a bit. Uh this might shock all my rabid fans. Um <laughs> I'm going I'm going Sam Howell, University of North Carolina. Um Matt is laughing over there because I've shocked him. Um he's been really <laughs> I I just to Matt's point like none of the quarterbacks have really elevated what they were doing Sam Howell to me um at least shows that he's able to do a lot of the things he can make a lot of the throws that we need to see in the NFL um to me Spencer Rattler has really fallen um significantly and there's just not a ton of other quarterbacks that I I like quite as much so um he's he's got that rushing ability he's already got three rushing touchdowns on the season um with almost 300 yards uh, so, so I like that quite a bit. And his um, adjusted yards per attempt—it's not quite as high as last year, but of course, we know that he is, you know, missing a lot of those great wide receivers that he had. Uh, but it's still north of ten. So, um, I'm I'm really excited about him. Uh, the four picks are a little bit concerning, uh, but I I think he's going to be uh, I think he's going to be really good for super flex formats. Uh, definitely a plug and play type guy. Um, probably after his rookie year, when he's you know struggling like all these rookies are that we're seeing in the NFL this year. But uh, Sam Howell with the number three pick is where I'm going. I was mean, pay. What
1: do you have to say with that? Cause you were, you were laughing with this pick. So it, you got to defend that
3: literally the
2: entire offseason, um My podcast co-host told me that, Oh my gosh, anyone taking Sam Howell over Spencer Rattler is a crazy person. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you would ever just to look at that, he's better at everything than Spencer Rattler statistically. And,
3: Oh, uh, it's, I you gotta it. be willing to evolve. I mean, take lock is a real problem. And 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 I think more so than like me thinking Sam Howell has taken a step forward. It's that everyone else has kind of taken a step back. And no, this class I, sucks.
2: <laughs> uh I don't mean that.
3: <laughs> this quarterback class had a lot of people
2: trying to make excuses for the top end guys, like Spencer Rattler all offseason. season, he was going what top three in most drafts. Yeah. Um the justification was, well, it's okay because he makes all these wow plays. We'll just ignore the fact that he got benched part part of the way through the year because he just kept turning the ball over. And then he came out at the beginning of this year and guess what? He's still doing a whole bunch of turnover-worthy plays. It's... Daniel Jones 2.0? I I think he... Well, I think he he was a number one quarterback in a class that did not have an elite prospect quarterback in it. And Sam Howell was a little bit more of a physical tools ready guy that actually showed up and honestly I think looks like he's better developed I I 100% agree with your pick I think Sam Howell to me is the most pro ready of all of the quarterbacks in this class he is while I Corral is my one is my QB one because I think his upside is the greatest I think Sam Howell to me looks like the one that I am most confident will end up as somebody's quarterback for eight to ten years
1: Absolutely, and and you, you know you mentioned the the interceptions being kind of a concern. It's really only been that one game, that Virginia Tech game, opening of the year, in, in a really hostile environment with completely new weapons. They were replacing basically fifty touchdowns from last year's offense and like five thousand yards. As soon as he found any kind of uh, you know consistency and any rhythm with his wide receivers, he turned it on. Like he hasn't had less than three hundred and six passing yards in a game since that first week, and he's got uh, what thirteen touchdowns to one interception in that same span he's had over 250 rushing yards as well so he's averaging over 60 rushing yards per game and over 300 passing yards per game and like what over four uh, you know like about four passing touchdowns per game as well uh you know so he's he's really upticked he's he's turned this season around after that one bad game to open the year and he's going to round out his profile with with one of the best production profiles of any quarterback in the last 5 to 10 years. So I I definitely like Sam Howell uh, going early. He is definitely my am among my top 3 uh picks in this class. And I'm up again here though at pick 4 just moving along here to, to recap. We got Matt Corral, Garrett Wilson, and Sam Howell. Now I'm going to go with Malik Willis, quarterback Liberty. And uh you know, I had concerns just with with him coming into the year because of the competition level that he was facing last year and that's in last year when he uh, played a couple teams who were decent defenses he did struggle Uh, and I think that's still a question however what he has cleaned up is is uh, the mistakes he has cleaned up um, any any of the inefficiencies in his passing game and he's kept the the ridiculous arm plays that he does every single every single game and he's got that elite dual threat to him that is just unmatched really uh, with anybody else in this class accounting for well over 20 percent of the rushing yards for Liberty this year and uh, proving to be an incredibly efficient passer. He's going to finish with just about every single box checked and is probably going to be a top 10 pick next year at this point. Uh, But do you guys have any doubts uh, with, with Malik Willis?
3: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I see the upside, but it's hard when you don't really like have tough competition. I know that it doesn't make a difference for the NFL for, for drafting, a lot of times, I mean, we just saw Trey Lance go super early, like number three overall. So I think that the draft capital could be there. Uh, I'm just afraid of what it could look like um, on the field. I mean, we saw Trey Lance against uh, Seattle this weekend. Uh, it was pretty much, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go ahead and just run it again. You know, like you just, you can tell the athleticism is there, and maybe he, he, maybe Malik can like grow into like this. But I don't know, Liberty. It's just the level of competition scares me. I don't yeah. like quarterbacks who Bo Nix took their lunch money. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, back up though. That, uh, that's just like not, <laughs> even, not even remotely <laughs> no, half true. That's troop. a joke. It was yeah. a
2: five-star quarterback came in. Of course, he was going to get the job. Yeah. It's really it's fair. I'm not actually saying that. It's just a really funny thing to say that we're going to take Bo <laughs> Nix's third string quarterback. Hey, um, you know, if,
1: if you take the right version of Bo Nix – you get one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, for like <laughs>
2: three plays per game, he's the greatest quarterback yeah. you've ever seen.
1: Yes, but uh, yeah, Malik Willis. Malik Willis is good. He was. He, he did get a start at Auburn. Uh, transferred out because uh, Auburn just makes terrible decisions with uh, well with everything, and uh, decided to go with Bo Nix instead of a you know game changing uh, dual threat with a crazy crazy good arm in Malik Willis, and so he's uh, showed off and showed out. Uh, He had a couple of bad games last year, but he's had zero of those games this year. He's already up to 17 total touchdowns and uh, almost leading the entire country in yards per play and most every efficiency metric off off the board. I think he's went up to over 12 adjusted yards per pass attempt right now. So uh, I think he's just going to coast because he's not really going to. We might have uh, competition concerns, but (laughs) I think for that very reason, he's just going to completely smash. Like, we all thought he would. Like, he was the number one overall college fantasy football pick coming into the year because we just knew he was going to coast. He was going to dominate all year long. And uh, I think he's going to get the capital. So pick four, Malik Willis. That's three quarterbacks off the board, only one wide receiver. Matt Wispay, where are you going now?
2: Kenny Pickett. Um, That's (laughs) not serious. Uh, I was just going to kick you out the show. Kenny Pickett has actually been a beast so far this year, but that is a joke. He is also 114 years old. Uh, I'm going to go with breeze hall. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's going to be a superstar in the NFL, but I think he's going to (laughs) be the second first or second running back drafted. And you know what that means? That means getting some volume in the NFL. And while I don't really love it, I think he is a poor man's version of David Montgomery who needs a ton of volume. He is a poor man's Devin Singletary.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, As as you select him, as you select him fifth overall in this draft,
2: it's volume because running back volume is a is a commodity, and that sucks, and I don't love it, but volume is volume is volume.
1: So we're talking about a guy like out of all running backs last year, as a true right. sophomore, he like he he the only guy to outproduce him in the entire country in yards from scrimmage or touchdowns or anything was Najee Harris, and you're like, nah, this this guy's trash. He's a poor man's Devin Singletary. Well, what's is like, just not right true. Now? What is he not doing true? Right
2: now? He's not very good this year.
1: Well, I don't know what game you're watching, man. Like, like He had one kind of a slow start against a really bad opponent to open the year, but he's still getting fed. He's still doing good things. He's still actually producing. Volume is volume. Is volume. Yeah, and he's good with it.
3: I think Iowa State's offensive line has been a problem. I think the lack of passing game has been a problem teams have been able to key in on Brees Hall and that's all they have to stop. That's their entire offense. So with that being said, I think I think Brees, yeah, we see other people, other running backs can um, excel in those areas. But Brees Hall, I don't think has been, you know, like dumpster fire trash. Like no. he's averaging over five, he's like at right around five and a half yards per carry. He's already got eight touchdowns. He's got 16 receptions in five games. I, I, I'm i not as high on Brees as I was, but he was my number, over, number one overall player this time like quick question this quick yeah, question
2: please. what what were the excuses made for david montgomery when he was coming out after he was hyper productive oh it was that his offensive line was trash and that he had to do it all himself and yeah and honestly on he wasn't actually, he actually that athletic
1: and, he, and Hall probably is, I, I mean Breesall is clearly more athletic I mean, than he is
2: i'm just saying i i have I have heard the excuses from Iowa State running backs, and this is not for me. I'm not trying to say player for player. This is it. I am seeing another guy (laughs) that is on an offense that is attempting to feed him the ball constantly, that is trying to make him the centerpiece of an offense. He's doing fine. But because of the fact that this running back class is a little bit lighter... He is gonna get volume in the NFL and he'll probably be one running back one or two in the NFL draft. I'm taking him because I'm betting on draft capital. Yeah. I don't believe in I don't believe in the long-term talent. And I think I'm taking a three to four year investment on volume.
3: But that's, that's I mean that's most running backs. That's, I also yeah, think it's seriously. funny that you picked him. <laughs> yeah. You're trashing trash <laughs> him. I do <laughs> la-
2: I'm saying very I'm very true to myself. I if I've spent the last few months saying that I don't believe in this guy. I'm going to tell you it, but I'm also going to be honest in saying this is about where I think he'll get drafted. Nick.
1: Yeah, he'll be a second round pick at worst at this point, and that's and that's going gotcha. to and that's why you're taking him. I, yeah, and so yeah, I don't think we're really arguing. I think it's just like you're just really down on Brees, even as the running back one in the class. And I, I just,
2: I think it's a bad running back class.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Be, I agree. Okay, there, we're every on the same year.
2: Page. People look for the the yep. next Saquon Barkley the next Oh, there's not like, a there's not one. There's, there's none. There is zero. There is, there is not a one in this class.
1: Yep. Sorry, we're not going to lie to you. There's no there's no <laughs> There's no Saquon, there's no Zeke. There's yeah. But anyway, pick 6, fun
3: I'm going to go with my this is going to be controversial, but my my number one wide receiver in the class. The only thing I'm a little bit nervous about is his speed, but I do think it'll check out just fine. I'm going with the one, the only Drake London wide receiver USC. The dude is absolutely crushing it. Um, he is first in the nation in contested catches, tied for first in broken tackles. He's second um, with explosive receptions of 15 plus yards. Uh, he is just getting targeted all the time. 35% target share. Uh, those numbers are for uh, Power Five schools, not not, not those uh, group of five uh with those fake schools that know right that. exactly exactly <laughs> fake schools. um he's already got he's already got 670 yards averaging about 14 yards a catch he is killing it if you guys watched the game i know you guys saw it we were texting about it but that one-handed grab in the end zone i mean right now he's uncoverable uh to me it's mike evans again you know like it's it's going to be that type of thing uh and, and he's doing this with Kadon slovis at quarterback who has really been struggling um, I mean, obviously that Jackson Dart game was fun, but man, Trey London looks so good. Um, I've been pretty high on him all summer, but he's just been shooting up my boards. I, I mean, we were talking about him like two weeks ago, Travis, and you asked me where I thought he was going to get drafted. And I said, I think the first half of the first round. And I, and I still believe that. Um, and I think he is about as close to quarterback proof as it comes because of his catch radius. Uh, some of these guys might get drafted ahead of him but if he ends up with a great quarterback he's going to be amazing if he ends up with a quarterback he's going to be amazing Drake London's going to be uh, <laughs> real good
1: yeah Drake London has been rising like crazy and he is I mean he's he's basically the most dominant uh, wide receiver in all of college football right now he, Like he's, he's getting like, like a, a dozen targets a game here. like it's insane like that like everybody. everybody knows hey it's going to this guy and they just can't do anything about it
3: yeah I love him I love him
1: yeah well, so I, I actually was thinking about going that direction here at this pick. But I, I guess, let's see, how many picks is that? We, we're through six picks now, right? Through the first half of the first round. Cool. So yeah. making some good progress. We've got three quarterbacks off the board. we got one begrudging lead taken running back <laughs> and uh, two wide receivers. And uh, I'm actually going to go back to uh, quarterback four. And I'm going to say that it is going to be Still, despite uh, what uh, we might say here in a moment, uh, Spencer Rattler is going to be the pick here uh, for Oklahoma uh, because I do, st- I, st- I do still believe he's going to get capital. There's going to be probably four quarterbacks that get the capital that we like to see. And uh, as much as we talk down to Spencer Rattler, like Oklahoma is still 5-0 and at this point and uh, finding ways to win games. And yes, he, he didn't have a great start against Tulane, and uh, he made a few knuckleheaded throws against uh, even just, just this past weekend. And just uh, a couple that I don't remember, but they were basically his only incompletions <laughs> against uh, Kansas State. Uh, dude went 22 of 25 uh, for a couple of touchdowns. And so I, I think we like to pick apart guys that are underneath, uh, underneath the microscope. Uh, but, I mean, frankly, Spencer Rattler, in, coming into this year, even in, in his very first year of starting, uh, he had like an 80th, 88th percentile passing efficiency profile and plenty of mobility to succeed in today's NFL. And uh, he does, I mean, just to quote the, what, what everyone says that watches film, he just spins it different. <laughs> so, like, the NFL is going to love that. Somebody's going to take a shot, and he's going to be a first-round pick next year at quarterback. So in the back half of the first round of a Superflex league, I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler.
3: I think it's the right time for him. What's like back? I mean, he has the upside. I mean, we haven't seen it fully yet. No,
2: I'm, I'm with you at this point. It's the right pick. Um, I'm joking a lot in our show doc and just writing things like tanking for Chris, Chris or for Caleb Williams, I see. I just I, – I mean, I, I think he's got a lot of talent. I just don't – I I genuinely have concerns about how many turnover-worthy plays he has per game. Um, I feel like when a guy has the pedigree he has, I sort of – the I should – this is a weird – the preconceived notions that we've had about him where we've kind of anointed him as one of the top quarterbacks it's sort of hard to let go and i'm much closer to letting go of him entirely than i think most people are willing to be but i i think you're probably right in saying that he is there's a decent chance he's drafted in the top 10 overall next year and if he gets drafted in the top 10 next year
3: pick 7 is a is a steal for him so yeah that's right. my I'm thought yeah. exactly I'm not. Gonna I've been waste thinking time about trying place. to trade for him. By the way, I've been trying to trade for him in some leagues because oh, everyone's yeah. down on him. Yeah, I haven't yeah. gotten him yet. But. <laughs> I
1: would be doing that right. In fact, I probably need to go do that right now. So, just because I'm so do you want him? say okay. what? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk after the show. Let's make it happen. But uh, I think it's. Let's see who's who's up after me, Matt. You are up with pick eight.
2: Well, everyone knows my pick. Um, if you listen to me at all, you know my pick. It's Chris Alave. Move on to pick nine. Chris Alave, <laughs> Alave. is is. I People wrote him off real quickly. Everyone was quick to jump on the, oh, well, Chris Olave truth, truthers must be sad because, look, Garrett Wilson is taking over the offense. He's really ready come. He had one zero-catch game, and by the way, that was just an atrocious quarterback play game, and then he came back and became a big part of the offense, and then last week he was the the key part of the, the passing attack again. He is what he is. He's going to be a vertical. Uh, he's a field-stretching player who is incredibly good at route running, I think he's gonna just be a player that coaches love and coaches love getting the ball to guys they love so I I, his numbers to me have always been ones where I have been utilizing my nuanced look at the Ohio State wide receiver room he is a test of my theory on it and honestly everything I see from him every single week is the fact that he is an NFL player and will be drafted in the first round so
1: Yeah. I mean, coming into this year, he had like a 50th percentile adjusted production index, like not like off the charts, you know, some kind of productive unicorn. But again, it's because he's surrounded by four and and five star talent, uh, you know, that should be taking some decent uh, market share away from him. And Garrett Wilson, who you already took. But yeah, Chris Olave, I mean, I, I don't know why he came back to school. I guess maybe he wanted to I guess he looked at you know this trash twenty twenty two class as, as we thought it was for a while and said, "Hey, I'll just bet on myself." And uh, it looks like it's paying off because he could still be a top three or four wide receiver in terms of capital uh, this this coming spring. Stefan, any closing thoughts on uh, Chris Olave before you make your pick?
3: Bye, Chris Olave. <laughs> 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 yep, that's that's, that's, I that's say the, that's him, the man,
1: timeline there. You, you yeah. For those <laughs> who don't listen, listen
2: to
3: the show. Yes, there you go. Yes, am I up? you are up pick nine i'm going with i'm going with uh, isaiah spiller uh, running back texas a and again i think this guy could we we could realistically see him be the number one running back taken in the draft um it's possible he he has the frame for it he has the bill to be an every down back um i know at times there have been concerns about his receiving uh pedigree but this year he's he's already got 13 receptions in um, five games. So he's he's shown that. And, and he's got two two uh two games with over five catches. So uh, when he needs to, they can rely on him in a passing game as well. He's he's had uh he's got five hundred and fifty yards in the season. That includes uh, the game against Colorado where for some reason he only had 20 yards. I watched that game. That game was just a mess. Um, that was more of a coaching problem than anything else after um, Haynes King got injured. Uh, but I like Isaiah Spiller's game a lot. I think he he has the frame to be um, really uh, dynamic in the next game. I mean, into the next level. I, I again, I don't think any of us think any of these running backs are gonna, you know, set the league on fire and become, you know, first overall picks um, in redraft or anything like that. But I, I could s- so totally see Isaiah Spiller being, uh, you know, in the right fit. I could see him being, um, you know, end of the first, beginning of the second, you know, in redraft uh, for for the next few years. I think he, I think he can pull that off. So uh, getting him this late just feels like a steal.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime we're talking about getting the running back to at uh, pick nine or so in a draft, I think that's that's a fantastic uh, value. So getting him that late, uh, I, I'd be all about that as well. So Isaiah Spiller, Texas A and M, uh, kind of inefficient start to his career, but he's really improved every single year in that regard, uh, and and was the only thing that. Uh, they had going a couple of different weeks this year already. Uh, it was struggling with the, the backup quarterback situation there, but uh, any, um, any negative things to say about Isaiah Spiller since you hit all the running backs, Matt.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I've actually, he was the guy, I think from a personal standpoint, he's a guy I think I prefer as my running back one, but I think Brees Hall is more likely to get drafted there. I think my only criticism I've ever had of Spiller in the past was that if you looked at his actual game breakdown, he uh he feasted on the like very it was noticeable differences between when he played good teams and bad teams and that should be the case you should struggle more against bad teams but it was like the reason why he was anywhere near six yards per carry which is my arbitrary threshold that i love to uh (laughs) quote all the time um the reason why he was anywhere near it was always because of games against like Vanderbilt and Tennessee and Missouri, like the garbage teams. And then whenever he would play anyone that was anywhere near ranked, he was usually in the like three to four range per carry. And that was what I used to say. Now, with that being said, in a class like this, he's a very capable running back two in this class. And I think if he is even remotely athletic, he's it, this is a vi- a very viable pick.
1: Nice. That was that was way too positive, man. I gotta gotta. <laughs> right, I on.
2: hate David Spiller and his stupid face. Better.
1: David Spiller. That's not even a person. David
2: Spiller. <laughs> it's not a person. It's because I've been trying to get you, you to know, take David gonna, for your last gonna, three picks. I'm
1: gonna cut up that audio and put it on Twitter. Isaiah Spiller's dad Do follows it. me. Fred is gonna find you, man. He's gonna find you. <laughs> <up>.
2: <laughs> he can join Kyle McCord's dad at my my. DMs. DMs.
1: Perfect. Won't Perfect. Well, I'm going to make my 10th pick here uh in the first round uh just to uh keep it moving along here. Another wide receiver, Traylon Burks, Arkansas is my pick here. Uh he just got shut down though this past weekend against Georgia because well, uh guys, uh, Georgia shut down everybody this year. They're allowing seriously less than 4 offensive points uh per game this year. Their uh defense has actually scored more points Uh, than they've allowed on defense so (laughs) like they they just are are something else but Traylon Burks came into the year had the best returning adjusted production index among all wide receivers uh, that that were true juniors this year Uh, had about almost 40 percent of the offense that he accounted for last year and he's doing it again this year Uh, about 40 percent of the receiving yards and uh, about a third of the touchdowns uh, really a productive force dominant force the only thing really going that Arkansas has uh, consistently uh, through the air uh, or at all really on offense KJ Jefferson uh, is not really throwing for volume this year he has he has maintained some level efficiency but that's only because of how good Traylon Burks is he can be a big slot he can be an outside wide receiver he can take a, a short screen uh to the house it re- really reminiscent of like uh early career Demarius Thomas in that regard uh, I really like Traylon Burks and, and getting him at, at, at this late uh in the first round feels like a, a value
3: yeah I see it <laughs> yes. I, I, it does bother me that uh, I mean like you'll, you'll you'll have a good dominator rating and all that but the the raw numbers might not be there um even that one big touchdown he had uh two weeks ago was like on a trick like gadget play type thing. So I get a little bit nervous about the production profile um, just from like a raw numbers, but uh, the talent is obvious. I I think it's a, again, this late, I think it's a good pick. I think
2: there are enough film guys who have fallen in love with him that his capital is, is safe.
1: Yeah. At this point, I I think so too. I I think he's going to, he's going to get the capital. I was definitely worried because yeah, yeah, basically NFL has looked like they're moving a bit away from team big wide receiver, but I loved your pick of Drake London. I think he and Traylon Burks are going to go back towards that team big wide receiver this year and getting some capital. But, Matt, over to you at pick 11. Let's keep it rolling.
2: Uh, 6-2 count is big. David Bell. Um, Because you were (laughs) too much of a coward to take him the last four picks. Um, (laughs) He's really good. He's basically the only reason why Purdue's offense doesn't suck.
1: Um, They are bad, though.
2: No, they're really not good. That it actually makes me sad because they have enough talent on this team to be like Ole miss, not that good, but like <laughs> good on offense and atrocious on defense and kind of fun to watch. Um, he yeah, David Bell's really good. He blew up as a his best year was his freshman year um, when he was in for an injured Rondale. He he was pretty good last year. I mean, again, he was pretty much the entire offense last year uh, with About thirty percent of their receiving yards last year, and then this year it's it's a little bit more distributed this year. But yeah, he's still going to end up this year with I I would guess somewhere in the like twenty five percent market share by the end of the year at a minimum. But with the fact that he had such a I I think peak peak dominator peak market share matters quite a bit. I think if you are exclusively looking at final season, then you're kind of doing it wrong. When a guy has a peak one like he had, especially as a true freshman, and a then followed it up with another really strong year. I I don't think there's really any reason to question David Bell. I I hope he's athletic because I think that does matter to NFL uh, teams, even though I, it doesn't have, seem to have a huge correlation, but I hope he's athletic enough that he can earn capital.
1: Yeah, and he's on pace for a good overall volume too. He's like on pace for like, what, 80 receptions or so this year? Uh, and he's really cleaned it up in the, the efficiency department too. Like he uh, – the whole offense just funneled everything underneath, but he's looking like he's actually going to stretch the field a little bit more this year. So that that would be good to kind of round out his profile.
2: Can he, can he hit our my other arbitrary, elusive 17 yards per reception?
1: <laughs> that That is a question I, I, I won't be asking, but I know you will be. I will. I will. It's super arbitrary and I love it. All right. To round out the final pick in round one, Stefan, who do you go with?
3: Yeah, I'm going a little bit uh, off the board here. I'm going to pick someone who I think has just tremendous upside um, and if healthy would not uh, be lasting this long. I'm going to go with George Pickens, um, wide receiver from Georgia. Uh, Late in the second round here, um, I want to swing for the fences. Uh, When we saw him healthy last year, he was super dynamic, really great. Um, He might get a chance to play a little bit this year. I mean... George is obviously gonna. I mean, obviously, most likely, will make it in the playoff. So we'll get to see him on the biggest stage. Why are you two laughing at me? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you.
2: Once again, I'm I'm messing around in
3: the show, Doc. Oh, okay. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Am I an idiot? Is is, is George? Big, am I picking up no, way too no, no, early? No,
1: he's just he's just trying to be be funny he's, in the I'm show. Putting sheet. A we'll get we'll get to it
2: on his on his team. Okay. <laughs>
1: but yeah, well, he's putting a bad player on my team. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to it. But no, I actually like the pick though. That is not too early for George Pickens. Like I, I think he could still get capital too. Like he's yeah. I mean he's gonna declare. He, 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 no reason to go back to Georgia. So yeah, man. He,
3: and like like what we saw with Waddle last year, like he was able to get out in one game, show a little bit. He looked he was hobbling around, but he was able to show enough. Still got good capital. I think we could see a similar situation for Pickens where he's able to play a little bit in the end of the year and just al- kind of alleviate some of that stress that. Um, GMs might have about drafting an injured guy. So um, I think he'll go fairly early. Uh, you know, I think he will be a day two guy, but excited, to, excited to have him on my squad.
2: For as much as everyone talked about uh, Keishon Boutte's freshman year and how much they loved him and all his production and blah, 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 blah. George Pickens broke the model basically after yeah, his man. freshman year with his production. It uh, There's no, for me, it's, he is the highest upside play of anybody left on the board. I think he is at, at pick 12. If he's healthy, if he can earn some capital, hundred percent, he's that could, I think he's a star. So, one of the few.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, definitely way high. And, and you know, people want to nitpick and talk about how how he kind of started slow last year. They just didn't really watch Georgia. His production right like tripled. Uh, one once Jay Daniels took over. Uh, you know Georgia was figuring out they, they started something called a Dewan Mathis and, and something else called a Stetson, <laughs> Stetson Bennett for a second and you know they they've been doing that again this year for some reason but uh, you know anyway yeah, I mean, yeah. it was ugly but uh, George Pickens <laughs> yeah. is um, is a stud six four vertical threat that that can just dominate so hope he gets some capital for sure but uh, on the other side uh, we'll get to round two but just to recap, <clears throat> excuse me uh, just to recap round one uh first pick was matt corral quarterback Ole miss then we had garrett wilson wide receiver ohio state pick three was sam howell quarterback north carolina pick four malik willis quarterback liberty uh pick five begrudgingly Brees hall iowa state running back uh to matt was oh. there and then pick six drake london wide receiver usc pick seven uh, spencer rattler quarterback uh, oklahoma Uh, pick eight. Uh, Chris Olave, wide receiver Ohio State, or the Ohio State, I should say. And then Traylon Burks, pick 10, wide receiver Arkansas. David Bell, wide receiver Purdue, pick 11. And George Pickens, wide receiver Georgia, pick 12 to round out round one in the 2022 rookie draft here, mock draft rather, 1.0. But on the other side, we'll get to round two. But first, a word from our sponsors. All right, so we finished up the round one in the 2022 Rookie Mock Draft 1.0 here for the College to Kenton podcast. We'll do these a couple other times, even before the season ends, I'm sure, with, it, with Stéphane and Matt Wispay. Again, you can find them on Twitter at Stéphane Leco and at WispyTheKid, I believe, unless they've changed things. Uh, but yeah, and, and myself at, at FF underscore Travis M, if you have any questions on any of these players. But uh, to kick off round two, I'm just going to not hesitate and take a player that I would have taken in round one. That is Kyron Williams, running back, Notre Dame. Uh, so last year, he exploded onto the scene and dominated right away, took the starting running back job. A lot of people wanted it to be uh, Chris Tyree, but Kyron Williams was just like, Nah, man, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm going to you know put like 1,400 yards uh, on the board right away and catch 35 passes and proved to be a feature workload type back there for Notre Dame. And Don't this year, the uh, offense for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish has been a dumpster fire because, well, Jack Cohn is uh, just terrible. He was 99th in yards per play, uh, an absolute joke of a quarterback. Uh, and I'm not sure what people were seeing outside of a couple decent throws against Florida State with him. He was benched this, this last week, so thank goodness we're not going to have to see that much anymore, hopefully. Uh, for Notre Dame uh, and their offensive line has struggled this year. So, Kyron Williams has had a couple back-to-back weeks where it's been a little bit down. But here's the thing: he's probably going to have a, a strong finish with whoever they start at quarterback because it's not going to be as bad as Jack Cohn. Uh, and Cohn's um, listed
2: as starter. Right? Uh, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, if
1: they, if they do that, he's just he's going to last another half and then he's going to get benched again. It's just going to it's just going to happen because he's terrible. But Kyron Williams is still a a really decent running back. My only question uh, might be with his size. He has all the skills in terms of pass blocking and running and and catching passes. He's got a decent peak uh, receiving yard market share season under his belt already. Analytically, we love Kyron Williams, uh, but he's a little bit skinny. So if he he gains about 5, 10 pounds of muscle, that would be great before combine season. But I still think he's very much so in the mix for the running back three slot next spring
2: he can be like Kenneth and Gainwell. Um I'm I'm sorry, I'm going back to sleep. Um I'm <laughs> pick 14, Wandale Robinson. You guys might not like him because he doesn't get the ball enough. I like him because I know that he should get the ball more. He should be the offense for Kentucky because he's their best player and it's not particularly close. He should have been the offense for Nebraska because he's their best player and it's not particularly close. I there's honestly if he's one of those players to me he, he's gonna have to you're gonna have to have a uh, Jalen model type of opinion towards him which is if you watch him you see what he does on the field I hope that he doesn't uh, fall in the draft like a guy another guy I loved Lynn Bowden did who had a better profile but I don't care uh, I feel like those two players are, are very similar in the way that they run with the ball and I want to see them end up on a team that's really good and I actually think that it this is the type of player that a scout falls in love with. And, yeah, I'm there. I bought in. Maybe I watched too much of the Kentucky-Florida game this past weekend. I don't care. He's That dude's a freak when he has the ball in his hand, and I, I think that there's a real chance he ends up with, uh, like, round two capital.
1: He is an all, you know, do-it-all kind of freak weapon, and he was the best playmaker on Nebraska, and he got out of town before – You know, they wasted him for another season. But uh, UK, I mean, they're having a lot of fun with him. Stefan, were you a Wandale fan?
3: Yeah, I think he's fun. Uh, Seems early to me, Um, but mainly just because I'm nervous about the capital. But, I mean, if he gets that, he he should have the opportunity. Um, But, yeah, he's a a great athlete. He's super fun. Um, He seems small to me, Um, but maybe that doesn't matter for the type of uh, usage, like the way they'll use him.
2: He's 5'11, 185
3: or that's what he's listed at. So he's like 5'4 and like 140. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, we're watching Rondale Moore do great yeah. things right now too. So he needs he needs Rondale to succeed so that he can be like it's me 2.0. I don't know if yeah. he can squat Yeah. And six he's or five or he's got to be
1: bigger than Rondale. I mean, because Rondale was like 5'7 yeah. or 8, you know what I mean? So, but Rondale he's doing great things. So if 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 some team figures out how to make that work and they they can certainly make Rondale work, but yeah, that that is a little bit. I think that's a little bit early for me as well. But that's okay. I'm curious to see who Stéphane takes here at pick 15.
3: You guys know where I'm going here. I, I love. I, I, yeah. I love. I, I, I teased it in the break. I love. I love getting a running back who probably will not be drafted before round six, uh, but just has all the things I'm looking for. I'm going Zach Charbonnet. The dude is ridiculous. The one thing that he's always had is just incredible athletic ability. He was a super high, highly recruited um, running back. Uh, He was number four in the country. I've talked about him quite a bit, so I won't go into it. Uh, He had his athletic – like his athletic profile is off the charts. Uh, He's in like the 90th percentile with his freak score, which is something we look at that kind of looks at speed and size combinations. He's six. Six-one, two-twenty 220, runs a 4-4, yes, please. And now he's going to have the production profile to go along with it because uh, he's finally getting the ball because he's not stuck um, in this Harbaugh offense. Uh, that I mean, they're being productive now, but last year he just wasn't seeing the work. Um, he's already got... Uh, 450 rushing yards. He's averaging 6.7 yards a carry. He's got seven touchdowns. Uh, he's got nine receptions on the year. He's really being used in a lot of uh, really good ways. And, and he just explodes when you watch him on tape. So I, I really like him. He's a decisive runner. I think he could be really, really good um, in the NFL as well. I, I just hope he doesn't fall to day three um, like all my other <laughs> true loves do. <laughs> you Is know, this too I, early? Am I stupid? Am I am no. I just in love with my preseason like breakout call and then it happened. And so I'm just like zoned in on him and think he should be the best.
1: No, I mean, I, I mean, West Bay might think to th- think that's the case, but I, I think if you look at what he's doing this year, uh, what he's putting together, his resume looks really solid. He's looking like the player that we actually thought he could be uh, two years ago. Uh, he looked completely wasted at Michigan and, and did not look like a, a very explosive playmaker at all, even in limited action a year ago. But uh, that, that looks like completely opposite uh, this year. So I'm excited to see what happens down the stretch and UCLA uh, is actually utilizing him well, but Wispay, anything to say on, on, on Charbonnet?
2: I think UCLA is getting progressively worse as the season moves on. I think that the two games against uh, Hawaii and uh, LSU are going to be the two games that you look back fondly on with him and they're great games, but they were, he had a few breakaway plays in them and that's that's great you want to see that from a guy but i mean he had 19 yards and then against fresno state he did score twice um and then he had in his games where he got heavily utilized his efficiency came way back down to earth so five yards carrying 4.2 yards per carry below six super arbitrary below six um but I, i i mean i've never been a fan um i thought that there i find it weird that he couldn't beat Hassan Haskins I I don't know I I've struggled to get over that hump with him and I don't necessarily think that he has been overwhelmingly impressive after those first two games so that's just me I'm stuck on it but I'm this is probably take lock for me and I need to probably reevaluate
1: <laughs> maybe a little bit but I you know I, I... It's tough because when you see a player do one thing and it looks drastically different in a smaller sample, uh, it is hard to believe it. But I I think he could build a a, a strong final season down the stretch and be one of those guys that gets day two draft capital, or at least close to it. The NFL is not doing that as much here lately. But on to pick 2.04, and uh, that's pick 16 overall, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson, wide receiver Penn State. Uh, that may surprise some, but even after last year, he had like a 73rd percentile adjusted production index, uh, posting over 40% of Penn State's offense through the air uh, a year ago. Uh, really efficient down the field, but this year he's he's, show, he's showing he can actually win in the intermediate as well, finding separation at all levels. Uh, and last year he was a contested catch artist. He hasn't had to do that as much this year, but he's he's just really rounding out his game and dominating yet again with at least five catches in every single game this year for the Nittany Lions at pick four. any, any comments on that before jump over to you, Matt?
2: I'm mad at you at the moment. Good. Yeah. I like it.
1: I like that pick. Good. What? Well, I love you here. Then no comment. We'll, we'll just move on. No comment.
2: <laughs> pick 17. Khalil Shakir. Super volume ah, hog. Frick. Yeah. You knew it was my I next pick. pick. Yeah. I was taking Dotson and he took him for me. So I'm taking your pick. Khalil Shakir. <laughs> <Jersey> State, uh, <laughs> He's not huge. He doesn't need to be. But he's been a volume hog for four years now. I wish he would have come out after last year, but whatever. He's also a wide receiver that gets rush, uh, rush attempts, which is super fun and has had shown some correlation to success in the NFL. I don't know that it will uh, with him, but I think there's a good chance that a team really likes him and gives him an opportunity. And to be honest, the reason why I'm willing to take a shot on a guy like Juan Dale previously is because we're into the point of the draft where you're basically just taking lotto tickets with a lot of these guys, and Khalil Shakir is a guy that I'm fairly confident will get on an NFL roster and stick. And when you have a guy like that, that's a decent lotto ticket.
1: Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that at all. And and I think uh, he had one of the best production profiles in all of Group of Five, uh, if not the best uh, returning to school. So. Uh, yeah, go, go get your guy, especially we're talking about like, what, why receiver were eight or nine or 10 at this point? So like, you know, end of round two, early, early day, you know, early round three type of selection. I think that's a pretty safe projection for, for Shakira or Shakira, Shakira. Right, we're just going to call him Shakira.
2: Shakira. His, his
3: hips do not lie. No, Apparently. that's how he gets open. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Anyway, moving on to Stéphane. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. i um, speaking of going for upside. I'm going with Justin Ross, It's not been the most pretty um, adventure this season with Clemson's offense, uh, but he's been the one guy that continues to see volume. He's got 23 catches on the year, um, which for that offense is actually saying something. Um, I don't think they're using him well. He's only averaging 10 yards a reception compared to double that his freshman year. But uh, anytime you watch a Clemson game, everyone is always talking about Justin Ross. The commentators love him everyone loves him and i think that's how the nfl is going to view him too i think he's going to test well he's got the measurables obviously the production for the senior year won't be here i think that'll be excused because of injuries and some team is going to take a chance on him and give him the opportunity uh that you know we need for fantasy and i think he's going to be a pretty relevant receiver again i think the upside is really high i think the floor is not too low um so so i I like him at this point in the draft i think it's a, a Pretty good value.
1: Nice. Yeah, I think uh, at this point, uh, the upside it uh, was always high with Justin Ross. I, you know His health concerns, even uh, coming into this year, uh, were definitely there. They're, they're still there. I think he even left uh, the game uh, briefly uh, this, this past weekend. Uh, but I, I think the upside is crazy because uh, he was just dominant, even as a true freshman, accounting for almost 30% of the offense in his first season for Clemson, which is just bonkers. That offense still needs to get fixed, but, yeah, that looks – he looks like the safest option at this point to get some decent draft capital uh, and not over taking
2: frank ladson
1: yeah it's not it's not frank ladson you can uh you, you can stop ranking him highly if you're still doing so guys but uh moving on to my pick here i believe it's pick 19 overall seventh pick in the second round here and we're moving on to a range where I'm just going to have to take a guy that I'm not necessarily incredibly high on, but believe that he will get capital uh, for a few different reasons. Uh, I'm going to go with John Mechie, wide receiver, Alabama, mainly so that uh, Matt West can't take another Alabama wide receiver b- before him. <laughs> but um, John Mechie... Did you know he his raw stats were okay last year over 900 receiving yards? Uh, his percentage of the overall offense wasn't uh fantastic, obviously, but uh, you know, it was th- so
2: bad. His wide receiver teammate won the Heisman.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that that makes him uh bad when, when the offense like you it know just throws no like no one wants 50. to throw to him, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, they did throw to him, I think they did you know, uh, about like 40, 50-something times last year uh, for 55 receptions and uh, over 900 yards. So they did throw it to to him. They just threw the ball a a crap ton. So I think at this point, he's still slated to get some decent draft capital. No, he's not going to be a first-round pick just because he's an Alabama wide receiver. All the mock drafts even coming into this year were like, uh, I don't know any of these players. I'm just going to put Mechie in the first round. That's not going to happen. But he is going to probably sneak into – day two and uh go get overdrafted most likely because he played for alabama so that's just how it is even if i even if i didn't believe in Mechi uh finding true success in the nfl like i would take him here at this point just to trade him to somebody who does uh so i am I'm, I'm believing in Mechie to get capital and uh, do just enough to uh trade him away how about that
2: i respect it
1: <laughs> Cause you because you just did the same thing basically yeah, I mean, you just basically did the same thing, uh, begrudgingly take, <laughs> taking Brees Hall in the first round. So, yes, yeah, there we go. Uh, Matt, over to you, pick 20.
2: I, so I know you think I was going to take an Alabama wide receiver. I am not. I'm oh. going to take a Boston oh. College wide receiver on a terrible offense. But a guy that is basically the best receiving option that they have and is probably the best wide receiver in the ACC, um, Zay Flowers. Um I really wish Djurkovic didn't get hurt because I genuinely believe his numbers were going to be kind of absurd this year without mm-hmm. or with him. Grisel is still targeting him a fair amount. Um, but I don't believe he's going to end this year with like a 40% market share, which I really felt like was in the realm of possibility with Djurkovic because they seem to have that kind of rapport. But either way, he was one of the more productive receivers uh, that returned in college football this past year. And if he comes out after this year, I, I, think there's a strong likelihood for success he's the type of profile that does hit um as long as he gets some type of capital that isn't on day three so nice
3: yay
1: i like it i mean i i, I think we all like zay flowers stefan you like zay
3: yeah uh the only problem is i i still get um like kind of a vomiting reflex when i hear the name zay because i think it's Zay jones and i'm so oh. triggered wow. <laughs> yeah. well but no, Zay Flowers. Well,
2: there will be no zay jones slander here Zay Jones is a saint. I mean, oh other gosh. than the thing that happened after his rookie year, where he like jumped through a glass window. But Zay Jones is a saint.
1: Oh my gosh. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> stay fun. Uh, are you I'm are you going, stalling because you don't know who I'm, you're selecting at this in this slot now?
3: No, I'm going. I'm going Kenneth Walker the third, running back, Michigan State. He's putting on a show, man. Averaging six. He's got 680 yards on 100 carries. You can do the math on that eight touchdowns. He's a freaking highlight reel. Um, he's even contributed a little bit in that passing game, uh, three receptions a game. I mean, th- he's got three receptions on the season, excuse me, but one touchdown. Uh, so he hasn't been um, killing it there, but it is a career. It's tied for a career high. Um, and, and he's only played five games. Uh, no, I, I think that there's a legit shot that he's uh, one of the top four running backs drafted uh, just because of what he's doing this year. And um, production doesn't lie. And, you know, at five, ten. Two two ten. He's got the frame. Uh, I think he could he could carry it. I don't see him as a true three down back in the NFL, but there's so few of them now that like those are unicorns. Uh, halfway through the second round, this feels like a good pick for him. A good time to pick him, rather.
1: Yeah, you know, I, um, Matt, you had actually mentioned Kenneth Walker as, as being a guy in the mix that that might get some decent draft capital. Are you, are you right there with him too?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been one of the most productive running backs in all of college football this year that doesn't necessarily correlate to like getting drafted high in the NFL, but I think doing it on a big stage, doing it in a meaningful conference, I think there's a, an opportunity for him to get enough of a stage where he's not going to be a, Oh, who's this dude that we've never seen before. I think he's going to get, cause he's a, I think he's fourth year, correct? So he'll get a senior bowl invite invite. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that he'll be one of those guys that Jim Nagy is talking up for the entire week is like, Oh, the top performer. And that somehow uh, genuinely does earn you like an extra round of capital.
1: Yeah, that might, that might actually happen. Cause I mean, seriously, there's always one or two guys that gets boosted in that kind of season. And he would be that type that that just puts his shoulder pads down and throws people around. Cause he's incredibly strong. Like he's displayed that before, like even at Wake Forest, he was, he was that guy who would just throw people around uh, and, and even though they didn't block any any free yards for him at all there, he would find success. So uh, the, the way that he's just absolutely killing it this, this year, I, I do really like that pick, Stefon. so much so that I wish you had made it because uh, I was going to make that selection here. But uh, so I, I've got to kind of shuffle around there at this point. Really, the the smart play that probably is is going to play out is is, it's going to be a wide receiver in this slot, most likely, because of how deep that position is in any given class. And there's probably uh, a half dozen guys that I could argue with myself over here. But I'm actually just going to kind of make a a statement pick here, uh, probably that uh, you guys will disagree with. But Rashad White, uh, running back of Arizona State, uh, was one of the most efficient players in all of the sport last year in a smaller sample size, have, have averaging like 10 yards a touch uh, just a year ago. And uh, he's, he's at it again, being incredibly efficient. Uh, I know a lot of people like Chip Trainum, Uh you and I, uh, yeah, well, all three of us here, rather, uh, rank him pretty highly in our Devy football rankings for fantasy football. But Rashad White has actually been more efficient and more productive, and uh, he's doing it at, at, at a decent size. He's like 6'2", 210-ish. And he's got great receiving chops, and uh, he can even return some. Hasn't done that a bunch at, at the D1 level, but he's an all-around weapon that I think if if a team actually trusts in him, they're gonna really like the fact that they invested in, in the capital. He's not gonna have the crazy volume of a profile, but uh, you know when you look at him, people are gonna think, oh, you know he could be this year's Antonio Gibson. He was just highly efficient. Uh, really athletic, really good wide receiver and who also plays running back. <laughs> so Rashad White, Arizona State.
3: I mean, that's fine. He looks good. <laughs> I mean, he looks good. On, when you watch him, he looks good. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's not the one that I thought they should be giving the ball to, but he's the one producing. So, yeah, I'm I'm coming around on him. I'm, I'm only poo-pooing
2: your pick because I think there are some more, like, intriguing lotto ticket plays here, one of which I'm going to name because I think there are two quarterbacks left on the board that are very similar. Um, I think one of them is better. Um, and that's the one I'm going to take because why would you take the worst one? Um, (laughs) I'm taking Jaden Daniels. I don't care that he's 160 pounds soaking wet. I don't care. (laughs) He is a very capable runner. He is averaging nine point one or nine point four adjusted yards per attempt. He's been productive. It, he was productive last year in like a really small window. He's a true freshman starter. All of those things are things I love to see, and I think he has legitimate upside. I think he is the type of he. Now the issue with him is you're probably taking him, and he's going to be drafted to a team, and he's not going to start his freshman. Year, I mean his rookie year. I kind of don't care in a super flex league at this point. I think if you're getting a guy who has really high upside if he does get the starting job you take that and running quarterbacks have that so while Jalen Hurts didn't get drafted early once he got the job all of a sudden what was he he was a top 10 quarterback that is what we're looking at with Jaden Daniels when he get if and when he gets the opportunity to start on an NFL team because of his legs alone he will be a top 10 quarterback and he is not a bad passer so give me that
1: yeah, he's one of only a few one. quarterbacks in the entire country who have coming into this year had both a 90th percentile passing efficiency mark and at least like 10 or 15 percent of his team's rushing yards as well. Like an incredible dual threat guy uh, just needs to not be a toothpick and add some weight. But I, I love the upside. So if he finishes strong this year on an Arizona State team who is, uh, near the top of the entire league in terms of yards per play differential because of Jaden Daniels, uh, I, I like him quite a bit. I think it's interesting that bring us. I think, it's interesting, bring, to, bring us yeah, I think it's
3: interesting that while you were talking about him, my kids were texting me gifts of goats. So I can only assume <laughs> that that means he's going to be the goat. Yeah, um, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the soon-to-be um, national champion quarterback, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that was cincinnati. Other, so that was the other quarterback oh, yeah man. cincinnati baby um they're gonna do it uh they're nice. gonna make the playoff they're gonna shock the world they're gonna they're gonna i mean and and he is the story that everyone loves like he is he's doing really well he's got the numbers to back it up uh he's got that swagger that i that i love so much so uh, i actually don't care about swagger but i like desmond <laughs> Ritter. um and again super flex i i think it's kind of fun um, to to get a guy that could get a uh, day one yeah. um, draft capital. So yeah, every single year, right
1: here. every single year, there's like five or six quarterbacks that get uh, round one or round two capital, and so we probably just got all the guys that are going to be in that range. Maybe a couple others sneak nah, into that range because we have, to you say
2: know, him. we have to mention his name. So we, we can mention his name. we none can of mention us that, that, talked about because we don't think he's very good. That's fine. Because, we'll get to him in just a
1: second. Don't don't say it just yet. De- okay. This Desmond Ritter's moment. He, he, he deserves yeah. this 24th slot. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, Desmond Ritter they, and Cincinnati is going to be a lot of fun if they do make the playoff. After beating Notre Dame this past weekend, they're in line to run the table and at least be in that conversation. And I think they deserve a, a spot if they if they run the table this year now. But uh love that you took that, Stéphane, because Ritter is a, a really loved fun playoff. I love all my picks. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean,
2: I, I love my pick. <laughs>
1: All right, so before we sign off, Matt Westbay, say the name that uh, some people think is good, but he's not.
2: It's Carson Strong, quarterback of Nevada. Um, he has a big, strong arm. He does. He's also, uh, he he is not mobile. He is a legit statue. I'm pretty sure he is incapable of
3: running forward. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's called a impossible. three step drop, Matt. Not a three step forward. Yeah. So he might be
2: good. There, there's probably an NFL team that's going to look at him and say, I can turn this guy into him like a super duper star. I can make him Drew Locke. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, yeah. We have, uh, I mean, I, I'm not even going to say we. Travis has done a lot of work to find out that mobility matters. Mobility matters. Um, and Carson Strong having not the base level of, it's not that mobility is a, is necessary you don't have to be a running quarterback but you have to be mobile enough to meet like a base level amount to truly become fantasy relevant carson strong is below that kadan slovis is below that um jt daniels why these
1: huh jt daniels is below that
2: jt daniels is below that there's a reason why these are lower upside quarterbacks that are unlikely to become meaningful picks and yes they may they may get capital but they're the types of quarterbacks that you really shouldn't be targeting um they're the ones that you pass up on because there's a wide receiver that actually has wide receiver high upside wide receiver two um type picks instead of taking a quarterback that you're really just hoping is maybe i'll get a qb 24 season out of him Uh, Um it's it's just not worth it so That's that's kind of why – I mean, I still – I have a soft spot in my heart for JT Daniels because he played his freshman year of college at age 17. And I just – there's something about a reclassified quarterback that really has a place in my heart. But with that being said, it, you should look for quarterbacks that at least yep. are getting some type of some type of rushing production. Bad. Because even if they're – you don't need Lamar Jackson, but it's really nice to have Andrew Luck that goes in there and gets you like six rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, that's all the time we have on the show uh, I could I could spend a lot longer talking about how how bad rushing quarterbacks are that, that well that bad statue quarterbacks are rather, but uh, w- that's all the time we got on the show. That is the, the first two rounds of the 2022 uh, rookie drafts for next year. So uh, we're going to shoot 100. percent That's exactly how it's going to go. Uh, so enjoy that everyone, and uh, that's 100 percent hit rate. Uh, but again, you can find Matt at. Uh, <clears throat> at wispy the kid on twitter and you can find stefan at stay fun on twitter and uh, check out their college football show that they do for roto and stefan's episodes will keep coming as well uh, on the later in the week shows on the college to Kenton feed and roto radio as well uh, thanks for joining me again guys uh, anything you, you you know parting words you want to share with our listeners
3: jerry anealy was my next pick just so you know. Okay. He was on my board.
1: That's fair. I wanted it. I was staring at him, and I realized, nope, I'm gonna have to move and him. Down his, or... Production's
3: been crap this year, but yeah, I, I'm not to I move him, him. And he's tiny. Yeah. But...
1: Yeah. Not you, Ospay? Smith
3: and Jigba. Huh?
1: Yeah.
2: Said by Jackson Smith and Jigba.
1: <laughs> that's the that that takes a lot longer to say. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is, but it's oh. also
2: true. He's I, I genuinely do believe he's the most talented wide receiver on the entire team. Nice.
1: Well, let's we'll see in 2023 we will we'll get to see for sure anyway everybody thanks for tuning in again for another college to Canton podcast hope you guys are enjoying the football season being back on both the college and nfl sides uh check out my work on rotoviz uh all of our work are on rotoviz and then, then my uh, stats piece at solidverbal.com uh, but we'll see you next time on another college to podcast